Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Curry who sprints down the lane, left side, takes Davis for a ride, now spins back, goes to the other side, reverse block, deflected, Looney saved it to Wiggins, down oh. Looney, dunked it right over the top of Anthony Davis, poster time, <laughs> 71-57, the Warrior bench energized for the first time in a long time. Well, that was one bright spot for the Warriors in the third quarter as they were trying to come back after things got really ugly midpoint of the second quarter and leading into second half as the Warriors found themselves down double digits after having an 11-point lead with the 7.53 mark of the second quarter. That dunk you hear there made it a 14-point game. The Warriors would whittle it down to 10, but that was as close as Golden State would get in the second half as they wound up trailing by as many as 34 and losing this game 127 to 97. Uh, as we welcome you inside, Warriors wrap up here tonight on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson from Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. And uh, let's react to this one. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here as we'll keep this thing going as long as the people want to talk about it on this Saturday night. And uh, it got ugly for the Warriors in a big-time way. Again, after it seemed as if the Warriors had withstood an early Lakers start to this game, it was the D'Angelo Russell show as he scored the Lakers' first 11 points, an 11-4 lead for the Lakers right off the top there. But then it was all Warriors from that point on in flipping the game and it felt with the Warriors up 30-23 into the first quarter as if they had withstood uh, that initial burst as the Lakers flipped things back to their home floor here for game three and game four and the Warriors would then push in the second quarter the lead all the way up to 40-29 to 
and the Lakers were frustrated. The Warriors looked like they were able to do a lot of the things that they had success with in Game 2, which turned out to be a, a blowout in Golden State's favor, but then things flipped. The Warriors had a chance to go up 13. Steph Curry hit Clay Thompson with a pass in which Clay wasn't looking, wasn't running, probably goes for a layup if those two are in sync at that point and the Warriors push the lead to 13, but it ends up a turnover in what would be a, a just a turnover marred second quarter and a 12-minute stretch where the Warriors from the 7:35 mark of quarter number 2 until that very same point in quarter number three would score just 12 points in 12 minutes, a 22-2 to Lakers run as part of that stretch. It went from Warriors up 11 to the Lakers up 9 at 51-42, to just turnovers, fouls, then frustration and missed shots, and the officiating maybe getting the better of the Warriors. They did go on a 6-0 run late to cut it to 51-48, but then the Lakers end up with the final eight of the second quarter, and the Lakers wound up going in uh, at the half with the 59-48 cushion, and the Warriors tried to make a, a couple of pushes there in the, the first four minutes, but just couldn't buy a bucket, and they wind up uh, calling it off basically early fourth quarter, and the Lakers put it on the Warriors 41-29 in the fourth, and they win by 30 after the Warriors win by 27 in game two. So the Lakers lead the series two games to one. It's back to the drawing board for the Warriors with, again, a quick turnaround, just the one day off in between games, as is going to be the case for the entirety of this series. And the worst playoff loss for the Warriors since game five in this same round last year in Memphis back on May the 11th. Of course, you remember the game five where everybody was dancing in Memphis and the Warriors, it got so ugly with the 3-1 lead for them in that series that they were dancing with the crowd before heading back to the Bay and, and putting the Grizzlies away in that game six and moving on to the conference finals. This one got to that level of ugly, believe it or not, in the second half of the Warriors, 97 points, their lowest point total in this postseason, second time under 100 and the other time they were under 100 was the 99 in the awful game six where the Kings came back after the Warriors had taken that 3-2 series advantage to tie it at three games apiece. So a decent start for the Warriors uh, again making their way through the D'Angelo Russell hot start but then just turnovers and you look around at the end of the, the night tonight some similar problems that the Warriors had in game one of this series as far as the, the free throw disparity and the fouls and seemingly being frustrated with the officiating. But really the story of, of this one is not a lot of ball movement for the Warriors, not a lot of shot making for the Warriors. We talked about it earlier today, the fact that the Warriors were probably going to have to withstand a game or two where they don't hit the three-pointer at the clip that they were in those first two games, 21 in game one, 21 in, in game two, that was not going to be realistic to expect that level, especially at the 50% clip that they hit the 21 three-pointers in game two. That was not going to be something that was going to be sustainable. And tonight, 13 of 44. But it really was the turnovers that, that helped flip this game in the Lakers' favor in that middle of the second quarter. And then the whistle got tough, 
and then the Warriors were, were missing shots, and then they were starting to get frustrated, and the whole thing kind of snowballed on them. Again, it ended up being a 36-18 Laker second quarter to go in with the 11-point lead at the half, but 27 points off turnovers, that's just not going to cut it, and that helps the Lakers, a team that themselves have been offensively deficient at times in this series, uh, just just get more comfortable. The, the extra easy buckets that uh, help the Lakers in, in this game. And the Lakers had a hot three-point shooting game for them. They were probably due for a better three-point shooting night than they had had in the first two, definitely, and the Warriors do for a colder one. But I really do think this is a, a missed opportunity for the Warriors when you look back on it and where the game was there early in the second quarter with that lead and seemingly an ability to to maybe snuff out what uh, the Lakers had done to the Warriors in game one and and make game three kind of an extension of of what game two had had turned into. And so, you know, I I thought the Warriors were getting a a decent whistle. I know a lot of Warrior fans want to probably talk about the officials. And and look, I'm I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. But I put it out on Twitter in the fourth quarter uh, like I don't think tonight's about the officials. I, I really don't. You know, and and you can make the case. All right, the game changed. Uh, you know, but but to me, this game's more about the Warriors playing terribly from the moment they were up forty to twenty nine in the in the middle of the second quarter, and not the officiating. So I'm here for you if you want to get into it. But I think as far as the pecking order of topics and reasons and things that need to be fixed yes the the free throw disparity can't be 37 to 17 but this thing was getting away from the Warriors far before the officiating kind of turned on them in that second quarter and that that was to me more part of the avalanche than it was the reason by which the Lakers started to to change the game because the Warriors had the Lakers stymied for the first really 12, 13 to 17 minutes, and the whistle was decent, and then the Warriors basically gave it all away on a platter with the turnovers and the fouls, and then the whistle changed, and then the Warriors lost their composure to the tune of four technical fouls in the first half, and it all just kind of turned very quickly into uh, a a very frustrating evening here uh, at Crypto.com Arena. All right, 888-957-9570. What are you optimistic about? What are you pessimistic about? Give me your Game 4 adjustments because this thing is a a quick turnaround. I've got one just right off the top. I, I think the Jermichael Green in the starting lineup, experiment which did work for the Warriors in in game two of this series I I think that's done (laughs) I think I think that's over with and and not to put tonight on on Jamichael Green but but one for five oh of three from three if he's not hitting it plays I think into the the Lakers hands and the Warriors didn't play particularly well in those first couple of minutes of the game when Jamichael Green was out there if anything it was the bench group toward the back half of the first quarter that really turned things in the Warriors' favor to where they wound up ahead by seven at the end of quarter number one. All right, let's uh, get to the phones. 888-957-9570. We'll get it started with Caprice tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Caprice? Hey, John, what's going on? Um, You know, um, how I feel about this game is that – 
I'm going to say that the Warriors deserved and didn't deserve to lose tonight. The reason why they deserved it is because, John, you're up 11 points, man. You're up 11 on the road. You don't – like, that's inexcusable. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, was, that was super inexcusable. And then – and then – that's when, like, the rest started to get into it. It's just I got frustrated because when I talk about the free throw disparity, is like it's like the Lakers are allowed to be physical, but Golden State is not allowed to be physical. And I feel like the free throw disparity is ridiculous. This is the playoffs. Let us play. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought it was ridiculous. And then, on top of that, now people are saying that Moody's a dirty player because even when Moody got that favorite one, he tried to trip Anthony Davis when that wasn't the case. It was like, okay, so Moody's being called dirty when he didn't even grab Anthony Davis. But what Dennis Shooter did to Draymond Green, that was just called a coming foul. I'm not saying yeah. personally that the Warriors lost this game due to, due to the officials because they were up 11. That's on them. But the thing is just that the free throw disparity did play a part in it. It, it did once the Warriors gift-wrapped the 11-point lead turning into a deficit. And and look, I don't, I don't. We all know Moses Moody's not a dirty player. I do think that should have been a flagrant foul. Anytime you grab an opponent's leg in a in a situation like that, I, I think it's a flagrant foul. Now, should Schroeder have gotten a flagrant foul? Yes. Should Sabonis have gotten a flagrant foul in the series against Sacramento when Draymond ended up stomping him? Yes, he he probably should have in in that situation. So I'm I'm not uh, I'm not absolving the other incidents. And then saying that, you know, tonight's incident was was different. To me, by rule, they all should have been flagrant foul penalty ones. But but no, I mean, Moses Moody hasn't played enough in the NBA to this point in his career to be considered a dirty player. And while by rule book, that's probably a flagrant foul. I don't really think it was a it was a dirty play. But anytime you are grabbing the leg of an opponent or you get tangled up with an opponent in that particular situation, it, it, it's going to ha- you're going to have people that are going to start to kind of wonder a little bit. But as far as that goes, uh, that was part of that that momentum changing sequence, really, or set of sequences after the Warriors had pushed the lead to forty to twenty nine turnovers, allowing the Lakers to hang around. It was eight turnovers midway through. The second quarter, the Warriors already had eight turnovers. The Lakers had nine points off those turnovers. And just in a blink, the Lakers cut the lead from 11 to 6. And then the Moody play happens with the the foul against Anthony Davis. And all of a sudden, it's a 13 to nothing run. And the Warriors' 11-point lead is a two-point deficit. The Warriors were able to tie the game right after that. But then it was nine straight from there for the Lakers and it ends up being a 22 to 2 run. Jamichael Green picks up a technical. Draymond Green had picked up a technical. The Warriors were just really frustrated uh as far as as how you know everything went here uh in in that stretch and and they let it get away from them and again I I think it was a missed opportunity given the fact that they had the Lakers stymied and and I don't think to that point in the game the officiating was really impacting much now you can make the case once the Warriors got down then the whistle changed a little bit and then obviously they were they were really uh, frustrated 
with the officiating from that point as the game was getting away from them. The turnovers were continuing, and then the Warriors, who had been hot at least after the 11-4 start, they had gotten a little hot, went completely cold for the rest of the night, and it turned into kind of an all-systems fail uh, for the remainder of the night, and that's where you end up losing 127-97 to to trail in the series two games to one. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and pause for our station ID here at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. All right, John Dickinson back at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Lakers 127, Warriors 97. L.A. leads the best of seven series two games to one, so the Warriors will have to try and even things right back in this building on Monday after a day of practice. I know the Warriors had been scheduled to have practice. We'll see if they're still going to have a, a formal practice tomorrow or whether they turn it into uh, just a film session at, at the team hotel. Uh, but uh, the original plan, I, I was told, was that they were going to have uh, a practice, get some shots up type of a day over at, over at UCLA. Uh, but we'll see. Again, sometimes plans change uh, when a game gets ugly the way that this one did for the Warriors. But uh, what are your game four adjustments? What do you feel good about? What do you feel bad about? Because I know a lot of Warrior fans were feeling really good about the things they were able to accomplish in game two as they were leading to game three. But I think a lot of that now is snuffed out. Uh, the team that loses always it's on them to make the adjustment and the Lakers made some adjustments in this game. But again, I think the Warriors gift wrapped that comeback from down 11 when the Warriors really had the Lakers, I think for the first time in this series, maybe starting to doubt whether or not they could quite keep up with the Warriors pace and skill level and some of the small ball lineups that the Warriors were going to. But again, Warriors let them off the hook. Lakers seized control of the game, and then it completely turned into the worst parts of what game one was for the Warriors in this second half. And now the Lakers have the utmost amount of confidence. Anthony Davis did his thing again. They may have found in Lonnie Walker, the fourth, who was added to the rotation after not playing in the rotation in the first couple of games of the series. That one surprised me. I thought maybe Malik Beasley would be that guy that Darvin Ham would, would go to. But no, it was Lonnie Walker the fourth who put a, a positive imprint on the game. Schroeder was more efficient. D'Angelo Russell had a nice game, much more in line with, with game one compared to, to where he was in, in game two of this series. And now, you know, Vanderbilt, they switched him onto Draymond Green, which allowed him to help a lot more in this game defensively, which I think as the Warriors bogged down and started turning it over and missing shots, allowed him to be more impactful as well. All right, back to the phones. Idris and Hayward next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, Idris? Uh, what, what's on your mind? What's got you the most concerned tonight following this defeat? I honestly, I saw, I mean, I'm like, LeBron James looks like he took the first quarter off. Looks like AD's not really trying to be enforced, and other than a bunch of Jim, uh, Russell threes that he's not going to be making all night, we're up 13, and then that flagrant foul happens, and it seemed like we just completely lost all dis- discipline. We gave into our emotions. I mean, even Clay, even Jordan Poole was having a good game. But here's the thing that really frustrated me. 
Draymond Green gets in foul trouble, and we don't see Jermichael Green the rest of the game. It was probably because he got that technical. But with Looney on the floor, the, the, the Lakers' defense literally just suffocated us. We had the turnovers. Clay was shooting well. Everything looked good, and then it just went completely 180. And I'm kind of putting this on Kerr because at some point you have to take control of your team and say, hey, we can win this. But it seemed like he just left the team hanging like we're going to figure it out and challenge plays that aren't going to get. And, like, the fact that I didn't see Jermichael Green the rest of the game because you have, they didn't have to honor honor the, the floor. And then it was that, that was it. And like, I agree with you. Eventually the refs were giving them the calls, but we, we play. I cannot believe. I don't even know what just happened right now. It's a throwaway game, but it was just no discipline whatsoever. This one I'm gonna put on Steve Kerr to just letting it slip. But other than that, we got we gotta win the next game now. But isn't that the seesaw effect? God bless you. Take care. Yeah, appreciate it, Idris. Yeah, it is a throwaway game now. I mean, anytime you get beat by thirty, I'm not. I'm more looking at hey, the big three's got to play well. I mean, you know, I, I look at this and it's you know, Steph ends up nine for twenty one three turnovers. Clay Thompson had six turnovers. Clay Thompson had more turnovers than he had field goals made in the game. I mean, you, you you know, minus 23. Like this, you know, Steph, Clay, and Draymond get the praise when the Warriors are, are winning, and I think they have to take and, and own the brunt of why this game got away. And, you know, they collectively didn't play well. As far as, you know, not seeing more of Jermichael Green, if, if Jermichael Green's not making shots, he really isn't somebody that you want to stick with too long in, in this matchup. And he was making shots Thursday night, and so Kerr stuck with them. But really only for the first six minutes of each half. It was basically one shift in each half. So with, with Draymond getting in the foul trouble, you know, do you go back to Jermichael Green at that point? Do you, do you go smaller? Do you try to go to Kavon Looney at that point? I mean, I think all of those things are questions. This has not been a Kavon Looney series in these last couple of games and I know that the illness I think was was part of it in game two but also Jermichael Green played better than he did so it worked out in the Warriors favor I don't know if Kavan I know they said he was he was feeling 100 percent but but he's somebody that's just susceptible to some of the athleticism and and the size of the the Lakers and and also just his inability to be an offensive threat I think makes him a more vulnerable player against this Lakers team uh, when they're looking for players that can be on the floor uh, that that are you know that th- th- that they can help off of or that aren't potentially going to to make them pay and I think that's made Looney a tough play uh, in in the game tonight mo- most definitely all right Kurt in Dublin next eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero let's keep it rolling on the phones Warriors get blown out Lakers smoke them really for the final two and a half quarters of this one Kurt is next on ninety five seven the game hey Kurt hey thanks for taking my call uh, extremely disappointed with tonight's effort I think it's one of the you know the biggest losses we've had in this entire playoff run with this group. Main, the main reason, as, you, as you've always said, is that we gave that game away. We were in control, and we were doing the things that we did all last game to keep us in control, um, and then we just fell apart. It is a driving kick game. Curry has to get into the paint, and he's got to kick the ball out. He is not able to try to finish with Davison, or Davis is just too good and will block those shots. And whoever Davis is guarding, if it's Looney, and he's not a threat to receive the ball and score, 
he's got to go set screens to get guys who can score because no one's guarding him. So when he sets those screens, no one will be there to come when we come off them. So I, I, it's just disappointing because they know what they needed to do to win, and we were doing that. And then we got up, and it just felt like they, they almost thought it was a regular season game. And they got into it's easy. We're going to go back into all of those mistakes we made this year and just open the doors for the Lakers. And that's why it's extremely disappointing. But if you're talking about things to look forward to, when our team gets down and gets embarrassed like this, they come back and fight. After we lost to the Kings in game six, they were embarrassed. They came back and they fought. Hopefully this is enough of a kick in the pants to get us refocused <laughs> so we can focus beyond the first quarter and, and play a full four quarters. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm reluctant to call it a let up, but it's just a, a let up in focus. I, I think, which is the the most disappointing thing of, of all of it. I agree with you on the drive and kick component of the offense. I think as far as starting to look at adjustments moving forward, the Warriors are going to have to go smaller. I, I think uh, if and and we'll see. You know, Jordan Poole up and down. He he looked really locked in tonight, and even though he wasn't playing great consistently he looked more locked in early and then when everything went off the rails for the Warriors collectively as a team everything kind of went off the rails for for Jordan Poole as well uh, in this game and so I, I don't know what the move is they didn't get as much from Dante DiVincenzo tonight I mean he just can't consistently make a shot which is is really problematic uh, and you know you're looking at coming off the of game two well maybe you can play DiVincenzo more if Pula doesn't have it tonight neither one of them ended up playing well uh, you know Moses Moody I thought had his worst game of the playoffs really I mean he had been somebody that had been a positive playable player since Steve Kerr went to him in game two in Sacramento of the first round series and so you know overarching theme as you start to move forward is the Warriors are going to have to be led by their best players and so I keep coming back to that, but I do think they're going to have to at some point, and the Warriors are typically reluctant to do this until game four or five in a playoff series. Well, here we are approaching game four, that, that pivot point, that midpoint with the Warriors desperately needing a win to even things up going back to San Francisco for game five. But I think they're going to have to, to, to maybe look to go small and not start Looney or Jamichael Green. Just put Draymond on Anthony Davis from the start. Uh, try to avoid foul trouble and really try to ignite the pace and space against this Lakers team and, and really try to run them because the one thing now the Warriors have by virtue of the blowouts in these these couple of games is the, the Lakers have been able to rest. You know, Both the, the blowout win and the blowout loss have given the Lakers, you know, LeBron James only played 32 tonight. Davis played 33, but their others, you know, 29 for Reeves, 29 for, for Russell. And so they got a little bit of the rest tonight. Uh, with the back-and-forth nature so to where they can now go all in on trying to get game four themselves. All right, 888 Let's keep it going with Hassan in Dublin. From Kurt to Hassan in Dublin here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up tonight, Hassan? I uh, thank you for uh, taking my call. I'm an avid uh, listener of your show. Thank I you. I am actually, uh, yeah, we are disappointed that we lost. But uh, it's one of those games, you know, that you were right there with it and uh, thing happened. I think there was just one play in my mind where the game flipped and that's when Steph uh, passed the ball to Clay and he wasn't looking in. Uh, yeah. that, uh, Clay got the, the pass. It was been a 15-point lead and 
most probably Lakers take a timeout and and the game would be different. But in any case, um, and I agree with you, we'll have to go small. Um, as much as Moody had a bad game, but uh, I think it's, it has to be Moody or Dante to start uh, instead of Jamichael Green uh, because they can finish. And I like Dante better because he can get the rebounds. Moody can shoot the three from the corners. Uh, I think we'll bounce back from game four, and, and you know that's the beautiful part about playoffs. Uh, you know, sometimes overthinking uh, also makes things worse. Uh, things were working, um, you know, and we let this one go from our hand, and Lakers jumped on it. Uh, D'Lo had a great start, 13-0. I don't think it's going to happen again in the whole series. So let's keep our morale high, and uh, we believe. I, I think I think Steph was frustrated during the game uh, because, you know, he's so much used to playing off the ball. And I, I, I think, you know, having another good ball handler and getting Steph going on will be the really key. And I think that... Uh, Shooting a threat from three sides will be critical. Thank you for taking my call, and and thank and please look forward for your comments. Thank you. Yeah, thank thank you, Hassan. I, I I definitely think they have to go small and try to get another scoring threat on the floor, and and just get the the court spread out a little bit for for the Lakers defensively to try and you know basically put some pressure on the Lakers to match the Warriors' offensive ability when they go to that lineup. And I think it also opens the game up and it makes it harder for the Lakers to be patient enough to get the ball on the interior to try and get the foul calls that that the Lakers need in a lot of these games to be able to hang in and and hang with the Warriors. So I think it's twofold. It's, It's you want to get your offensive game in rhythm. And I think you look at the 97 points tonight, it ended up ugly both ways. But I think the Warriors were doing fine defensively until they started fouling and until their, until their offense put the defense in a, in a bad position with all of the, the, the easy, easy, just unf- – it wasn't just turnovers. It was just some of the most just god-awful turnovers you'll ever see. Oh, the live ball, open court turnovers that lead to buckets going the other way, 27 points off the 19 turnovers, and, and this was exactly what we talked about as far as – you know, what were the, the potential problems for the Warriors or things that, that you worried about? There are two things that we talked about today on, on Warriors this week. It was might not have the hot shooting game that you've had, and the Warriors didn't have the hot shooting that they had had, and you don't want to have it to be one of those games where you're just loose with the ball and you're kicking it all around the joint to give the Lakers easy opportunities. And it's exactly what happened. You know, they started off shooting it okay, and then they turned it over, and then they started fouling, and then the Lakers got back into a rhythm off after the D'Lo spurt to, to open the game, and the Warriors had seemingly taken control to be up 40-29, to 29. and then the Warriors lost their composure, and then they went cold, and then they just couldn't get it back at, at any turn. The Lakers push it up in the third quarter to 14, 15 points. The Warriors do try to, to to come back and answer. The Wiggins dunk that we played off the top helped them get a little closer. Curry got a putback. They made it a 10-point game, but then Schroeder hits a three, another turnover. It's back up to, to 15 at that point, and then the Lakers end up with a 27-23 quarter, and they, they push it up even, even farther from there, eventually lead by as many as 34 and go on to win it 127-97. to All right, John Dickinson back here at Crypto.com Arena. 
as we continue on the phone lines. Give me your game four adjustment. Uh, I'm going small in the starting lineup. I'm not going to start Looney or Jamichael Green on Monday night. I think you probably go with Jordan Poole uh, in in the starting lineup and, and just hope that the spacing allows everyone to get into a flow. Uh, Jordan Poole didn't have his best game again tonight, but it comes down to you have to trust your trustables uh, to the best you can. And I think you know that's going to be Steph Clay and Draymond. You know it's going to be Wiggins. you got to pick your fifth at this point. And I, I think as up and down as Jordan Poole has been, and it's been mostly down, he's still the guy that gives you the best chance at, at potentially having a big game among the DiVincenzo, Moody, Peyton II, Kaminga group. And so I, I think you start there and you move forward and you try to get the, the offense cooking in that way and you try to open the game up to maybe prevent the Lakers from from trying to draw as many fouls as they've had to uh, to this point in the series. Jimmy in Bayview next on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Jimmy? Uh, hey, J.D., thanks for taking my call. Um I think the Warriors had them dead in the water. They were penetrating. They were getting shots in the lane. They were the aggressors. And then, like you said, the wheels fell off. Um, they got to be able to pull themselves out of these, like, mistake whirlpools. Like, you, you know, the turnover, the technicals. Um, I will say it was frustrating because I thought a lot of those calls against Draymond Green were offensive fouls, and it's going to be problematic guarding uh, Anthony Davis if they're redefining what an offensive foul is. I think Kerr's got to politic a little. Um, it was it was frustrating to watch. But I do agree they do need some more offense in there, but I don't think they should surrender the lane to them. They were doing a good job taking it to them, and then, you know, the wheels fell off. I think... The officials started sympathizing with with the Lakers, and it all kind of went downhill. And they got to figure out – they're a veteran team. They got to figure out how to keep themselves out of those downward spirals. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. I mean, it, it's been really the story of this season, I think, in many ways. You know, every time it looks as if the Warriors are really going to turn the corner and get on a big-time run, they don't. Every time it looks like this team's dead in the water – they come back and they show everybody they're not quite dead in the water. And and we saw that in the last series, and, and maybe we're going to see that. At least it's on track to potentially see that if the Warriors can bounce back and win on Monday. Look, I, I, you know, I, I made the point earlier on the show that I didn't want to make it about the officiating, and I, I understand the frustration from the Warriors on, on some of the calls. I understand some of the frustration from the Warrior fan base with the overall disparity, which was much more in line with what we saw in game one as opposed to, to game two, where it was basically even. And then you look at the, the total fouls, you know, total fouls tonight, 22 called against the Warriors, 21 against the Lakers. So it's even in that respect. But the, the types of fouls and the Lakers' ability to get to the free throw line 20 more times and, and have a 16-point advantage in terms of free throw points, like I get it. Like, I get if you're a Warrior fan, you're upset, you're frustrated about that, you think you didn't get a whistle, but but to me it was more about the Warriors played horribly once they got the lead, and it was about the fourth thing that, that kind of started to go against them on top of you know everything else. 
and and so you know to me it's like let, let's not make that the story tonight it it's much more if you want to make it the story when you lose by five in a in a game where you out hit them from three by 15 three-pointers and you know, you know we can we can talk about it more openly then I, I just think tonight is more did you play a winning game or did you play a losing game and I think the Warriors were playing a winning game for about 17 minutes and then it completely flipped and they, they played a losing game for for the remainder of this one and so the officiating frustrating as it may have been in some key moments where maybe the Warriors could have hung in the game. I, I just don't think it was about that tonight. I, I really don't. And I think if, if I'm the Warriors, I'm almost trying to say, hey, you know what? Forget it. Like, like it's an easy one to forget about, the officiating, because you ended up losing by 30 anyway, and you did so many other things. And you also know that it can, from game to game, be a different story if you're the aggressor. I mean, again, I don't think the officials were really a factor at all when the Warriors were up 11, but once the game got tied and the Lakers got ahead, then things kind of snowballed the, the other direction. But I, again, I just don't want to put tonight on the on the officiating, and if you want to bring up the officiating, bring it up as like the fourth or the fifth most important uh, thing uh, when, when you try to evaluate the way this game ultimately played out. All right, that guy in the city is next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, that guy? Hey, J.D., I appreciate you taking my call tonight. Um, just a couple of thoughts and then a couple of assessments, if you if you give me a sure. second here. Um, the other night I called you when you were doing the post after game two. I think I was like the last caller of the night, and I was asking you your take on, um, you know, I said this is like a heavyweight bout, a chess match, if you will. Um making adjustments on both sides going into this game because in the playoffs I'm of the mindset that you can't just rest on the laurels you can't just say well we won this game we're gonna have Jamichael start again and see what happens I mean the approach should be in my opinion anyway every game of a playoff should be played as if it was game seven because you don't have games to lose you don't have time to give you want to finish it as soon as possible so you can rest and what we talked about, you said that uh, the War- uh, the Lakers would probably make some adjustments, of course, but the the Warriors would probably kind of keep it the way way it is. But you know, going into that, I-, I thought it was a bad take, and I told your producer, I said they should have started if they were expecting, meaning the Lakers, uh, to Michael to start tonight, they should have went with Draymond tonight. You you got to throw a wrinkle in there. It's the playoffs, and you can't just go with you know what got you here. So. And as far as that goes, um, I agree with you uh, on the um, the next game. I think they got to go small right off the bat. They got to go with uh, starting center Draymond, and then take it from there. But uh, the assessment I have on this team here is, you know, they were only down by eleven. Yeah, they they were collapsing here at the end of the second quarter. They were only down by eleven at halftime, and I put a lot of that on the coaching staff because. They just let it continue to snowball. At some point, you got to say, hey, get your head out of your butt. You're only down by 11. You're lucky you're not down by 21. And let's go. You make the changes. You had an entire half. And it's not, unfortunately, it's not the Warriors of old where they come out and you were almost guaranteed a big third quarter. So there's that. And also, do you realize in this whole postseason, there was only one time the Warriors didn't either, either play from behind, meaning a game or two, or tied, and that was game six 
when they were up <laughs> three to two on Sacramento. The rest of the time, they played from behind or tied the whole time. And once again, we go into Monday night in a must-win situation. Um, how do you think that plays out? Because you know, eventually, uh, James is going to have a big game, or Reeves is going to have a big game, and, and then. You know, you're playing with fire there, J.D. What do you think on that? I appreciate you taking my call, man. Have a yeah. safe in L.A. Thanks. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You know, you, you are playing with fire. You're right, because eventually, you, the, you know, the game that you're looking to have to bounce back, it, you, if you're not hitting shots or somebody else has a hot game or, or things get away from you emotionally based on a tough stretch, then, then the dam breaks and you go down 3-1 and you're in big trouble at, at that point or, or you wind up – you know, unable to stop it when you're down three two, and you're maybe in this same kind of situation back here in a game six if you if you have to be, and that's just the nature of this season for the Warriors. Unfortunately, they're not quite as good. They've been battling. They show the championship pedigree, but they've also shown everybody that you know, the same team that they've been all year on the bad side. And and right when you think they're about to seize control that's when it goes back the other way. I mean, the the back and forth, the yo-yo has been here all year long. And and look, I I get what you're saying, that guy, about, you know, making the adjustment first. Uh, But I also think you you don't want to overthink. You know, Jermichael Green was productive in game two. It wasn't just that Jermichael Green played and he did okay and you won, so you stuck with it. Like, if Jermichael Green had played the game tonight that he played – on Thursday night, and the Warriors had won the game, but he was one for five and didn't really have much of an impact, well then, to me, you're right. At that point, you do make an adjustment, even though you won the game. He had 15 points and made three threes, and so I think, you know, to me, you ride that out. It was only the first five or six minutes. The Warriors didn't play great in that first five or six minutes, but they hung in there. He got out of the game, and the guys who came in the game ended up turning the corner to where the Warriors were, I think, down seven, and then they ended up up seven at the end of the first quarter. So I think at that point, it really didn't matter all that much. But, but yeah, moving forward, as far as the adjustments go, to me, it's it's you got to play small. I mean, Looney is your backup center now. Maybe you're going to play a little Jermichael Green. Uh, but Draymond, I think, has to be the starter. He has to be focused like he was in Game 2. You have to try and spread the Lakers out and run them and get the offense going and dare the Lakers to keep up with you if you get your offense going. And don't turn it over and get your spacing right and try to attack it that way. Try to attack it to see if they can keep up and get the the interior buckets that they need. If they're patient enough with the game more scattered to work it in the paint and draw all those fouls and all of that. that The time has come for, for that uh, in Game 4. All right, 888-957-9570. We'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll get more phone calls. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll get your secret sauce of the game as well as the Lakers thump the Warriors 127-97. And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The ball to Draymond, bounce pass to Wiggins. In traffic over to Curry, palm fake, fly by three ball. Nothing but three more for Stephen Curry. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. All right, rolling along here. John Dickinson at Crypto.com Arena in L.A. Lakers thump the Warriors 127 to 97 in this one as the Warriors now trail the best of seven series two games to one. Game four right back here on Monday night. All right, let's uh, get to the secret sauce of the game. Why did the Warriors win or lose? What was the deciding factor? The secret sauce brought to you by Proposition Chicken. This chicken goes three ways, fried, flipped, and fake. Now available in nine Bay Area locations. Or order now at propositionchicken.com. And the story of this one for the Warriors is that 22-2 Laker run that turned into a 30-8 close to quarter number two. And the Warriors uh, found themselves ahead 40-29 to from down 11 to up 9 at 51-42. to Just turnovers and fouls, then frustration and missed shots technicals and it was all systems fail from there after the Warriors had then cut it down to three Lakers pushed it back up to 59-48 at the half and uh, yeah the Warriors with just an ugly ugly finish to quarter number two and it all started with the turnovers and the Warriors end up with 19 turnovers 27 points for the Lakers off of those turnovers and Golden State only 26 assists and the 19 turnovers. So the Warriors with a, a real good assist to turnover ratio in game two, 38 to, to 16 in that one. And you look at this game uh, in, tonight, and a lot of those 16 were were you know not 16 that really hurt the game from from Golden State's point of view. So turnovers and fouling. The Warriors started fouling way too much. The officials got involved in the game. The Warriors got down, and then they went cold. And that becomes your secret sauce for this one, brought to you by Proposition Chicken. Again, fried, flipped, and fake. This chicken goes three ways, available in nine Bay Area locations. 
or you can order at propositionchicken.com. 888-957-9570. Comcast Business Text Line is open. We've got a couple of phone lines open if you want to get in here between now and 10 o'clock. We'll probably call it a night due to the Saturday on that note. Let everybody clear our heads and regroup and get back after it right back here in downtown Los Angeles on Monday night. Shaka in Berkeley next here on Warriors Wrap-Up here on a Saturday night. What's going on tonight, Shaka? Long time no chat, my man. How you been? It was lackluster out um, today, man. A lot of unforced turnovers, uh, lazy ball ball handling, just, uh, you know, unforced errors, man. I think Steve Curtin needs to um, also account for his coaching, too, by not having lineups with – uh, LA having the uh, the better athletes on, on on the court at the time. You got gen, uh, one of your best athletes on the bench, Kaminga. You haven't put him in the game, and you know you so you have help with those fifty fifty balls when they're in the air. So a guy, guy you would want to put a jumper in there, somebody who can get to, get get to some of them loose boards and those fifty fifty balls, which are so important. I think he's like losing his sense of urgency because this is for all the marbles. And, and uh, I just really think that uh, we can do better. I think Kaminga needs to be in the game. How do you feel about that, Jenny? Well, it took until 9.36 for, for Jonathan Kaminga's name to come up on this show, which I, I, I probably would have bet the under in a big way on 9.36 for, the, for, for him to, to come up. You know, Kaminga doesn't always play that way when he's on the floor. I, look, I, I said this about Kaminga. Uh, you know, he didn't play, obviously, till mop-up time. I thought it was a better Kaminga run tonight than it was the other night where it looked like he really wasn't all that interested in being out there in mop-up duty on Thursday. But he did get out there and fly around and knock down a three and, and was just, you know, I think higher motor in this game. And so I, I think he did. I'm not saying he's going to get a chance or necessarily deserves a chance, but I do think Jonathan Kaminga put the first steps toward working his way back into possibly getting a more meaningful opportunity by just going out there and, and, and showing out and competing hard because he's in the doghouse in a big way based on the poor play against uh, the Sacramento Kings and then some of the other stuff maybe that's gone on behind the scenes. Uh, look, if Coach Kerr wants to give him a shot, I, I, I'd be fine with that at this point. If he doesn't, I'd also be fine with that at, at, at this point. Like, I, I don't think it's a cure-all, but the Warriors are going to have to find a little bit more offense. And if he can play with some speed and some athleticism and look to attack the paint without turning it over and keep the ball moving, then I think maybe he can get out there and, and help them. But then the other part of that is, are you going to trust – if you're Steve Kerr, Jonathan Kaminga, and what now becomes the biggest game of your season on Monday uh, to, to go out there and play that way when you have kind of given up on them or, or put them in the doghouse based on the way things have gone here over the last couple of weeks. So it's, it's a tricky dynamic, uh, but I, I'm going to kind of put that one on the head coach and, and say that, that only he knows where the young man's psyche is at and the combinations that, that need to be played as far as as those two, uh, you know, go. Uh, But you're looking for offense at this point. I mean, the Warriors scored 38 points in two quarters. The Warriors scored 12 points in a 12-minute stretch, the middle of the second quarter to the middle of the third quarter. And so if you're going to put 
Kaminga in there, you got to get a dose of offense from him and, and energy. And so you know, I think that's the calculus that, that Steve Kerr is going to have to figure out here over the course of the next couple of days. But I do think going smaller is where it's at for the Warriors. And if that means maybe some Kaminga-Draymond lineups, 4-5, when Wiggins is not in the game, I think – Potentially, you could see some of that. I'm, I'm not as down on giving the kid a shot in this series as I was in the Sacramento series, but it has to be better than it was in the Sacramento series. Otherwise, it could get ugly very quickly. All right, Jan and Mountain View next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Jan? Uh, not too much. Um, thank you for taking my call. I was sure. just uh, concerned as to why uh, perhaps uh, – Kerr didn't have a like a plan B, a backup plan. I mean, he started with the same lineup as he did on Thursday night. That that's fine, but uh, when when things got started to get away in the second quarter, and uh, you know we were going into the second half, uh, I didn't see any kind of adjustment uh, to my understanding. And uh, the more I looked at it, it didn't seem like you know it just let the Lakers just. Uh, keep adding to their lead and getting this game uh, out of hand. And uh, I I would think he'd have a plan B to uh, lean back on and uh, to try and get that lead back. And uh, we're going into a real important game here on Monday night, and I sure hope he turns this around. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, you got it, Jan. It, it's going to be different on Monday night. I, I, would, I'd be stunned if the Warriors don't have a different starting lineup on Monday night, and I think they're going to go small. I would think it's going to be Jordan Poole with Steph and Clay and Wiggins and Draymond Green, and they're going to try to speed the game up from there. They're going to separate Draymond and, and Looney. Hell, maybe even Looney gets, gets less time. I think you know Moody will continue to be an option. I think Kaminga, we'll see. I know I, I spent some time talking about him because Shaka brought him up. Uh, but as far as not having a game, a backup plan in this game, I, I don't know. I think the the initial plan was working in this game, <laughs> like and and so you know, yes, it got away fast, but it got away in a manner that I don't really think anybody could have anticipated when when you look at the Warriors having that that forty to twenty nine lead, and then they start kicking the ball, throwing the ball all around the building. The Steph pass to Clay, where Clay wasn't looking for it, that ends up turning into this twenty-two to two run, and then all of a sudden, the Warriors can't score, and they can't score for for basically the rest of the game off of that. And I think they got impatient. I think they got undisciplined. I think they got frustrated. I think they were ticked off about the officiating at that point, and they just couldn't quite get it back on track. I think. As far as you know, doing something different in the second half, you know, maybe you could have gone away from Jamichael Green there and gone with a little more offense. But I think at this point, uh, you know, it was still only an eleven-point game at the break, and so I think what Steve Kerr was hoping is that things would stabilize the way that they stabilized in the first quarter, and you'd get back in the game, and you could stay on the normal plan and still have enough to, to make a run down the stretch. It didn't happen. They got down 16. They were still turning it over. When they didn't turn it over, they were missing shots. When they were making shots, they were committing fouls on the other end or picking up technicals or calls were getting overturned or their 
challenges were not getting overturned. Like, like all of that stuff wound up being a, a part of the equation uh, as well uh, in this game. But uh, it just, it just went awry in many different ways. And Coach Kerr couldn't get it back on track. But again, you got to look at your best players in this thing. You know, what can Steve Kerr do? Well, there's not a lot Steve Kerr can do if Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green are going to be as bad as Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green were in this game tonight. Minus 26 for Steph, minus 23 for Clay, minus 27 for Draymond. Wiggins was a minus 16. And so you look at it, and when your best three players were on the court tonight, you were bad because. They were bad. And so you got to look in the mirror. And look, it's going to be the same three that lead the Warriors to a win in game four or a win in this series if the Warriors come back and, and take the series. And so, yeah, there are ancillary things that can be done. But I think the overarching theme is your best players have to play better and play more disciplined. And, again, I, I keep coming back to I don't think the Warriors let up because that they're not that foolish or disrespectful to, to how talented the Lakers are and how good they are defensively and LeBron and Anthony Davis, but they just, I think, reverted when they got up 11 to just a lackadaisical offensive focus, which turned into all of these turnovers that allowed the Lakers to, to get back in the game quick, fast, and in a hurry. And then once the game was close, it basically turned into an avalanche going the the other way. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven. Let's go rapid fire here. Armand in San Jose next on Warriors wrap up here tonight on ninety five seven. The game. What do you got, Armand? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, JD? Hey, uh, what's going on, man? I know I saw what I saw in the second quarter. So, rest talk aside, I'm saying this. All that definitely stopped the momentum we had, but I do want to say that that play with Steph and Clay, that miscommunication, I had a bad feeling about that because I was just thinking, you know, we were pretty much kicking that bus at that point. And we missed some good looks. Jermichael Green didn't have that three ball going early on. There was a few looks from Steph. Maybe he wished he had that. But I just felt that we did let up. We had that lead. We looked like we were getting to go on a run and just run them out of the arena. And, you know, Clay not looking up on that fast break and Steph trying to get him. You know, who do you blame? Clay for not being ready. Steph for not making sure he saw it. I don't know, but that was bad. Simply put, I think we just lost our cool with everything that was going on. And it was just hard for us to maintain enough composure and play through it. And this happens sometimes. Each team, you know, J.D., in the playoffs gets a blowout victory, typically, especially if it goes long. So we won a piece in terms of blowout victories. Now we just got to come back Monday and win the game. One thing I do want to say is uh, keep attacking the paint and attack with force. And it's a real key for Andrew Wiggins. That dunk that he had on uh, uh, Davis, we need him to play aggressively like that athletically. This is not the series to just be doing weak layups. He's six foot eight, uh, athletic as hell. Go up there for the dunk and smash and send a message. One thing, J.D., and I know you got other callers, um, I don't want to see us play soft, like helping A.D. I'm sorry. just Stop being nice. Go after <laughs> these guys because as far as I'm concerned, I think this is a tough matchup, but it's not a bad matchup. If we just play smart and disciplined, when we were doing that, we had it easy. The Lakers are solid, but it's like you said, Steph Clandre, this is where you got to earn your money. This is about the stars right now. All the Devin Chins, also, whatever. No, Steph, 
we need you to take over and stop doing the dumb turnovers. You're getting more turnovers in some of these games than assists. So pretty much Steph, Clay, and Dre, get it together, lead the way. We need more from Poole, and I do agree with you. We may have to see a little bit more of Jonathan Kaminga. Hopefully he could be a spark plug the way Moody was uh, for Sacramento. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it, Armand. Yeah, I'm not against it there. I'm with you on Wiggins. I think that was the, the biggest takeaway and, and a lot of good points there from you, Armand, as usual. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Wiggins has to be in attack mode. You have to get some tough twos against this, this Laker defense, and that's something Wiggins can do and Wiggins did in this game. And you got to be careful how you attack in the paint. The Warriors did a bad job attacking in the paint in game one. They shot that horrific percentage in the paint. In that game, you, you look at, at tonight, you know, it, it, you know, 22 of 41, 44 points in the paint. Uh, it was basically even in terms of points in the paint. The Lakers, uh, you know, a little more efficient uh, in there. But but tonight was really about the, the free throw difference. And tonight was uh, the Lakers won the three ball difference tonight. Lakers are plus six from three. And, you know, we talked about the 21 and 21 and who got the benefit of you know, that was the one thing coming into this one that that I thought was definitely not going to keep up was the fact that the Warriors weren't going to average 23-point makes for this series. If they did, they were probably going to win it in five. But, again, anybody that's watched them come down and play in this building over the years knew that that probably wasn't going to continue uh, the, at the level that it had been. And so they ended up losing the three-point uh, make uh, percentage uh, not only percentage, but but total to the to the Lakers uh, in in this one. All right, a uh, couple more calls here. Wyatt is next. Hey, Wyatt, you're on Warriors wrap up. Hey, JD, how's it going again? Hi. Aloha, Wyatt. You're in Hawaii. Appreciate you. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah, I called in like the last time I called in was Game One after a loss, and you know this this time after a loss. Um, I just, I just think, you know, you hit it on the point where, like, you know, we play lackadaisical today. We, we, we turned the ball over so much today that, like, we couldn't pick ourselves up, um, afterwards. And I just felt like, you know, normally when we, when we turn the ball over, it's, I don't, I don't know what the number is, but like you know, it it could be like ten turnovers or less that we turn turn the ball over. We win. I think. Yeah. Thanks, Wyatt. Let, let me. I'm going to jump in, Wyatt. I'm going to jump in here, Wyatt. And, and yeah, the the 19 isn't going to cut it. 27 points off of the turnovers isn't going to cut it. it it's got to get cleaned up. And you know they did play the way that they played, and then seemingly once they got in control, they just played a little bit looser, a little less focused. Again, you knew the game wasn't going to be over. I mean, it's not like the Lakers weren't going to make a freaking run. They're playing at home in game three. The crowd's into it. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a Saturday night showcase game. I mean, you know, 40-29 was not some massive lead, like you were just going to coast to victory, but it was almost as if the Warriors, for a, a couple of minutes stretch there, thought, hey, we, we got them. We got them. And and no, you didn't get them. In fact, the, the game was basically tied in a blink because the turnovers were so catastrophically ugly. And then from there, it was it was all downhill. All right, Charlie is going to be the last call of the night, and we'll hear a little Steve Kerr and a little Draymond Green, and we'll set our sights toward Monday. Hey, Charlie. 
Hey, hey, JD. Evening. How you doing? I'll be quick. Good. Um, uh, just, uh, I, I agree with you fully. The Warriors have to go small. They got to get Poole in the starting lineup, which scares the life out of me because of <laughs> Poole being. So it is a roll of the dice, isn't it, Charlie? That is a big time roll of the oh, dice. I, but I think you got to go all in. But uh, before the series started, I always felt this was a Draymond Green series. If he plays well, like he did in Game Two, excellent, they win. Uh, game One and Game tonight he stunk he's the only one that can disrupt uh davis and i agree with you when when the warriors are running at that frenetic pace it keeps the lakers on their heels and and you could see how lebron gets gassed he picks and chooses his spots now because of his age and everything like that and i they they just got to go they got to push the pace, and finally, uh, and it's more wishful thinking, Wiggins, we need Wiggins from last year. And I don't know if the two months off, or the month off, uh, the two months off from, from what he was dealing with, he has to p- take it up a notch. If we can get that some semblance of Wiggins, uh, then I think we'll be in good shape. But if this is a Draymond Green series, in my opinion. Anyway, I'll, I'll keep listening, J.D. Have a good night. Yeah. Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate it. Charlie checking in here, 888-957-9570. Some, some notes from this one real quick uh, before we hear from Steve Kerr. Mentioned a couple of these. Uh, second time in this year's playoffs, the Warriors have been held to under 40% shooting. Again, that ugly Game 6 loss to the Kings popping up here again. And the Lakers scored the 41 in the fourth quarter. Game was was basically over at that point, but the most points allowed in that quarter in a playoff game for the Warriors ever. you got to go back to 2019 against the Clippers and 1967 uh, where the Warriors did that as well. Stephen Curry, uh, 20 points in every playoff game this season. He had 23 tonight. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, nine rebounds tonight. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just a, a tough, tough night for the Warriors uh, from, from top to bottom once things got close there toward the end of the second quarter. Let's hear a couple of minutes of the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. He met with the media here at the Crypto.com Arena. We'll get a little Draymond. We'll call it a night here at the top of the 10 o'clock hour uh, and let everybody clear their heads and start to focus on Monday in Game 4. Here's the head coach. Steve, what do you think happened offensively with you guys in the second and third quarters? It just didn't seem like there was a lot of spacing. Did you think things were going well or was the shots just not going out? What did you think went on there? We had a lot of turnovers in the second quarter um, when when we lost that lead. I think we were up 11. We started turning it over and then taking quick shots, and that fed into their uh, transition and their ability to, um, to get to the foul line. So I thought that's when the game changed. They mentioned after game six of the last series that didn't like the energy of it. Did you like to see the energy in this game? Uh, no, I mean, that, that, that point from in the mid-second quarter, you know, we, we had control of the game. We were in, in pretty good shape, and uh, that's when we lost, uh, you know, lost our poise. I, I think we might have had four technicals in the first half. Um, and uh, 12 turnovers at halftime. So, you know, you're, you're on the road. Uh, you're going against a great team, a great defensive team uh, in particular. And um, you know, the, you know, the crowd is going to be into it. Um, got to be, be more poised than we were. 
What makes it difficult sometimes to, to regain that poise? Because there have been times throughout the seasons, really, you guys will go down, but muster up enough to get back into it. So why was it harder to, to regain the poise tonight? Uh, well, you know, the tough environment. I mean, you're, you're on the road in a playoff game. Um, it, it's, it's easier in the regular season to, uh, you know, respond to a, a tough stretch. Everything is magnified in the playoffs. And um, so, um, you know, a bad stretch can turn into a, uh, a longer stretch, um, you know, against a team like the Lakers who, uh, that uh, has been playing well and uh, is very good defensively and, Obviously has um, you know some great players, so we um, we, we kind of I thought uh, let our foot off the gas and uh, Lakers took advantage of it and they were they were great you know they dominated the game. They put Reeves on Steph. Uh, did that kind of scramble things at all, or was it just a, a tough shooting and, and turnover night for Steph? Generally, uh, just a tough night for everybody. Really, I mean, you know, we had 25 assists and 19 turnovers. Uh, that's those aren't good numbers for us. Uh, those 19 turnovers turned into 27 points. They shot 20 more free throws than than we did. So you th- you put all those numbers together, and this was a uh, this was a Laker game. You know. Uh, Dominating from the foul line and uh, getting out in transition based on uh, based on you know us uh, not having uh, good offensive possessions, so yeah. they they controlled it. Clay specifically, I think had six turnovers. Did you think he was rushing things? Did you think? Yeah, I thought all of our guys were in a little bit of a rush. Um, you know, they're they're trying trying hard to to make plays, and um, you know we just got got out of sorts, out of rhythm. Is this one of those where everyone just kind of gives each other space, or was there a message from someone involved, and what was it? Nope, just, uh, you know, everybody's obviously down, and, um, you know, we just lost by 30 in a playoff game, so nobody's happy. Steve, are you worried that some of the same pitfalls from game one popped up in game three again after you just saw them, after you just made the adjustments? Do you want to see if you can equalize the, the seesaw between games? Uh, I'm very confident in our team and our ability to, to bounce back. What was the perspective you had on the two challenge calls on Draymond? The one, you know, the first one that the Lakers had and then the one that you guys had? I, I didn't see any replays um, of either. So, you know, I, I rely on uh, on the guys behind our bench and um, to uh, determine whether we should challenge. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. But uh, given that, um, that when we challenged, I think it was Draymond's fourth foul, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you, block charges are tough to get overturned um, generally. Um, so, um, you know, ours didn't get overturned, unfortunately, but um, but theirs did. All right, so Steve Kerr there, very confident in his team's ability to bounce back. I think that the, the major takeaway, yeah, the momentum really stalling in the second quarter. The turnover is obviously part of it. The fouling, bad shots, all of those things, forcing things. Uh, rough Clay Thompson game after a really hot Clay Thompson start in this one as he winds up with the six turnovers, more turnovers than than makes. Uh, and, yeah, interesting when you look at the Draymond fouls uh, is he ended up in foul trouble and had, what, five fouls? Three of those fouls were basically block charge fouls with Davis, and all three, he went 0 for 3 tonight. And there were a couple of reviews as well. Uh, the Lakers challenged one that got overturned. Steve Kerr challenged one that didn't get overturned, uh, and it was just that kind of night as 
uh, you know, for Draymond, similar to, to the way things played out in, in game one uh, with the Lakers getting the win in that one. All right, let's hear a couple of minutes of Draymond as he was asked a lot, I'm told, about the officiating. And let's hear what he had to say. Did he hold back or did he let her rip on the uh, officials uh, tonight post game three? You guys had a pretty good lead in this early in the second quarter. Then everything just seemed to stop. What, what do you think happened there? The game stopped. We were on the free throw line every time. Did you? Uh, were you satisfied, happy with the way the refs called that? It is what it is. Game over now. Don't matter if I'm satisfied or don't matter. What, what does that do to a team mentally to, to keep having the game stop and keep having the fouls pile up? It's frustrating. Can you take anything away from this game into next game? What do you, is there anything, any lesson learned from this game, and what yeah. is it? If so, play better. Draymond, I think they called you for two blocking fouls, which seems very frustrating. How do you play defense? How do you play good, solid defense in the postseason? When just keep playing defense, I'm playing. Maybe they'll call it. Maybe they won't. We'll see. Steve was saying how he felt, especially middle second quarter on. You guys started to just lose your composure. Why is it hard to sometimes regain that composure? Um, I don't know. The game's still going on. So everything that's happening is still happening. You just try to figure it out as you go. Did this feel similar to game one? I mean, the free throw count would be one similarity. Or do you think this was a different kind of stylistic game than that? Well, I think it's pretty similar. Uh, Draymond, what sort of explanations have you got through the playoffs of, like, what's the interpretation of what's a block and a charge? You don't really get explanations these days. Well, I guess how do you adapt to I different interpretations? I won't adapt. I'm going to keep playing the same defense I've played for 11 years. Sorry, this is a tricky one to ask, but when you're talking with the referees, do you feel like they're at least listening? Do you feel like guys from both side, both teams can, can make a case about what's frustrating them? I don't know. Um, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Depends. What did you think was happening offensively? Um, they switched up the matchups a little bit. They put Reeves on staff. Yeah, we was getting to what we wanted to get to. Then the game stopped. Dre, is there a way you can get, considering how they're calling it, that you guys can get more free throws yourselves? I don't know. I think we're going to the rim. So, I don't know. Maybe we can, maybe we can. We'll see. Yeah, and a couple of different things there. Uh, as you know, Draymond making the point, the game stopped. The, and the momentum in that time, and this all coincided with that 12-minute stretch where the Warriors had 12 points. The Lakers went to the free-throw line 22 times in, in that stretch. And so they're able to set their defense, which makes it tougher for the Warriors to be able to score. And, yeah, I do think Draymond probably held back a little bit, uh, but there's no doubt a, a much more similar game to Game 1, which has been the template for the Lakers. We'll see if the Warriors can't make Game 4 much more of the the template uh, to the way game two looked, which turned out to be a game where the Warriors were able to get into their flow and the Lakers couldn't quite keep up. All right, we'll call it a night on that note. Good stuff from Draymond, good stuff from Steve Kerr, great stuff from the callers and the texters tonight uh, here at... Uh, 888-957-9570 and on the Comcast Business text line as well. Uh, Warriors set to have practice here in L.A. tomorrow, and then we'll see uh, if that continues to be the plan, and then uh, we'll reconvene on Monday right back here at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Uh, thanks to Cameron Williams. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Excellent work all day long these double-day Saturdays uh, with the Warriors This Week show in the morning and then Warriors Live 
and Warriors wrap up uh, after the ball games. These are long days. There's a lot of people back in the studio doing a hell of a job to keep us on the air and keep everything in order. And so we appreciate the help of everyone for the job that they are doing back in San Francisco. All right, we'll talk to you on Monday as I'll be on with Steiny and Guru, I think, at some point in the 1 o'clock hour uh, on Monday leading up to Game 4, and then Warriors Live at 6 o'clock as the Warriors and Lakers play Game 4 of this Western semifinal series right back here, 7 o'clock tip on 95-7 the game. So Lakers get the better of the dubs tonight, 127-97. We'll talk to you Monday. You heard it all right here on 95-7 the game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 